Welcome to the official podcast of the Clean Water Campaign for Michigan. This campaign seeks to place clean water issues front and center in the year building up to the 2018 elections by urging every candidate running for public office to make a strong stand on critical issues affecting Michigan's waters. Using storytelling and music events across the state to amplify the groundswell of public support for clean water issues, this campaign is driven by Michiganders from all walks of life who share a similar priority, the protection of our water, a most vital resource. This coming Tuesday, November 6th, Michigan votes in the midterm elections. And so we present this special Get Out the Vote episode of the podcast. We asked musicians, educators, artists, and luminaries in our community to weigh in on the importance of voting in this crucial election. We hope their words resonate with you and encourage you to keep clean water issues in mind when making your choices at the polls. Here they are to introduce themselves. We hope you enjoy. Question one, who are you and what work do you do? I'm Sav. I'm Michael. And I'm Katie. We're full-time musicians in a nationally touring band called The Accidentals. Hi, my name is Kyle Brown, and I'm a musician from Grand Rapids, Michigan. My name is Sarah Drum. I live in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and I work in early childhood education. My name is Eric O'Daly, and I'm a professional musician. My name is Emily, and I am a singer-songwriter in the band The Crane Wives, and I'm also um, a visual artist. My name is Bill Chesney. I manage a group of musicians called Earthwork Music. I also own and operate a print shop in Grand Rapids called EcoPrint. Hi, my name is John Hansen, and I am a video director and producer, and I worked on the videos for the Clean Water campaign. I am also a musician and photographer and event producer here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Who are you and what work do you do? I am a... A white, cisgendered male, uh, 29 years old. The only thing that wouldn't put me in the big uh, majority, culturally speaking, is uh, that I'm not Christian. Otherwise, definitely benefiting from a lot of the privilege that goes along with um, looking and acting like the majority of the people who live here. What I do is... I'm a music teacher, and I'm a performer. I love being a teacher. It's really fun. (laughs) You get to hang out with little kids, which uh, just helps keep you fresh. (laughs) Question two. Why is it important that we all get out and vote on November the 6th? Well, if you don't vote, if you don't help elect someone to advocate for the things that are important to you, you're leaving that decision-making up to the folks who... I can promise, do not have your best interest in mind. It's important that we all get out and vote on November 6th because there's a lot of people in this country right now who are underrepresented and mistreated. And I think it's really important for us to use our voices and our ability to make change, to defend and and help those people. I think it's so important that we all get out to vote on November 6th because voting is our responsibility. It's not just our right. I grew up in a household where my parents took us to the polls with them all the time. I don't remember them talking a great deal about politics or who they voted for, but I do remember them talking about the importance of every vote 
whether it is school board, whether it's for a trustee, for the library, whether it's for the president. I grew up believing that my vote counted, and I still believe that. I think a really healthy democracy comes from um, everybody being able to use their voices, uh, which wasn't always something that we were able to do, and it's been fought for in the past. And so I don't think we should take it for granted. I think um, now is the time to raise our voices so that we may be heard. We still live in a democracy. The system of working together that we currently have, and even though it has a lot of limitations and drawbacks, um, it's kind of the best we've been able to do as a species so far, <laughs> as humans. On November 6th, we'll have the power to vote to change the direction of our country's political climate. Everybody should make their voice heard and stand up on these issues. There's a lot of controversy and a lot up for grabs. And it's important that you take a stand and stand up for what you believe in and make your voice heard for what you believe in. Question three. Why is it important to think about clean water issues when making your choices at the polls? Here in Michigan, we can't not consider clean water issues. For me, it's very personal. I grew up in Flint, Michigan, and still have people I care about living there. The ongoing disregard for the people, the children of Flint, is still shocking to me. I've lived in Kalamazoo for 17 years, and admittedly, I was very disconnected from the oil spill in our river 10 years ago. At the time, I didn't see how it affected me and my family. It took me going to Standing Rock two years ago to wake up to these issues in my own home state and see how connected all these clean water issues are and how connected they are to us as individuals. For me, it is about water and how we treat our planet. But what got me to the table and what keeps me here is how we treat people and how these water issues disproportionately affect poor people and people who do not have a voice at the table. Our future depends on having clean water. We all want to have clean water, especially for the next generations and for the health of ourselves in the future. And that's why this is a very important issue. Not every candidate is taking this seriously or making it a priority. And this is something that we have the choice and can make our voice heard about choosing candidates who are prioritizing this. Clean water issues are not a partisan issue at all, and they're really important to keep in mind when voting. Um, you want a candidate that is going to look out for all of our future, um, and that includes future generations. Uh, water is only a renewable resource if we take care of it, and so to have a politician that doesn't value clean water is to have a politician that doesn't value our future. I don't think that any of us disagree that clean drinking water is a human right. But right here in our home state, there's areas where the water is compromised and unsafe due to selfish decisions made by politicians that were bought and paid for. I, for one, prefer a government that works for the people, and doesn't value a few bucks over a child's health. And it isn't just our drinking water. Our rivers, our lakes are being compromised by pollutants. The same rivers and lakes that we swim in, the same ones we fish in. 
Some fish are unsafe to eat. Species are being threatened. And the ecosystem that supports this magnificent environment of this great state, well, they're in peril. If we care about the future of this state and to preserve it for generations to come, we must have clean water initiatives in mind when voting in November. Water is what makes the Great Lakes region what it is, and it's our job as citizens of the region to take care of the natural resources that we've been given, not only for our generation, but for many generations to come. And so not thinking about the health of the environment and of the water around our area um, would just be irresponsible. There's like this crazy idea out right now that you know, if it makes you money, it must be good. And it's just completely absurd. And there's so many facets of wellness that we need to pay attention to for ourselves and the people around us. Anyway, water is just a no-brainer. It's like you learn how important water is, you know, in elementary school. You can't live without water. It Like, it's everything. <laughs> we have to take care of the water. I don't know why I have to explain this right now. <laughs> well, clean water issues seem like the biggest no-brainer to me. We're talking about water. We need it to live. But yet yet there are people fighting for the right to pump and sell it for their own profits. And there are people fighting to change regulations that would allow them to dump more trash into the water. There are companies who go to bat every day to argue that a pipeline that's almost 70 years old is a good idea to have running underneath the largest body of fresh water on Earth. Anyone who's fighting for this stuff doesn't have my best interest in mind. They're casting their votes, and they're speaking out because someone's buying them a condo or donating to their campaign fund or somehow pushing money to something that funnels directly into their wallet. Anyone who is fighting for this stuff is not doing anything for me. So vote, please. Question four. How can we continue our work after the election? What are the steps beyond voting? So after voting, stay engaged stay informed and stay aware. Uh, one of the things we've been working on as a band specifically is to be more aware of the impact we have on the environment while we're traveling. We try to pay more attention to the amount of single-use plastics we use on a daily basis and uh, try to avoid plastic water bottles by bringing our own canteens whenever possible. Um, something we're trying to engage more every day. Um, and we are really inspired by those who reach out to people in their community and encourage others to stay aware. You can get involved in community clean water initiatives and wetland cleanups. You can reduce the amount of plastics you use and be sure to recycle what you do use. You can avoid water burglars like Nestle and the other bottled water companies. And you can raise awareness to your family and friends to get knowledge out there to people who may not know the truth of the situation. I think you honestly have to do small things when you can. Like figure out who is Nestle, who owns Nestle, or who, what other companies does Nestle own. And say to yourself, look at what they're doing. Okay, Nestle pays some kind of measly sum to bottle so much water from our aquifers here in Michigan. And they make millions. You have to just say, I'm not going to give a dime to that company. You have to look at companies whose ethics and morals align with yours. And support them, and you have to look at companies whose ethics and morals are not apparent or are way out of line with your own, and you have to really decide, even if it's convenient, I'm not going to buy their products. 
I think that my job as just an everyday person is to continue to raise up clean water as a nonpartisan issue, to bring it up over and over again in conversations when I have the opportunity and to create opportunities for that. It might be having that difficult conversation with your uncle at the holidays or the small business owner from whom you buy your work boots, um, but without any changes, moving forward exactly the way that we are, a leak in line five is inevitable and it will be devastating to all of us. There will be no turning away from it. We need to elevate the conversation at all levels so people see how old pipelines and exorbitant water rates in Flint and Detroit and the continuing lack of access to clean water for our residents affects us all. Sometimes tiny, tiny actions can have a huge effect if you are open and ready to be there to help. So everything helps, every little bit. You never know. Somebody might see you pick up a piece of garbage and take and take that image and run with it and go do something bigger. After the election, there's tons of things that we can do to stay involved and continue elevating our voices and the voices of others about clean water and environmental issues. I'd say the first thing is to engage with your community, network, build resiliency, bond with others who are standing for environmental issues and water issues, build community, work together, show up, grassroots participation, and to put your time, your energy, and your money where your mouth is and where your ethics are, and to truly stand up for what you believe in, to stand up for the environment. Just keep doing it. Keep fighting for what you think is right. Don't be afraid to speak up. It's the only way that you'll ever be heard. And uh, even if your horse isn't the one who wins the race, keep pushing for change. There will never be a time when we can just sit back and relax and let politicians run this place. Things are always changing, developing gradually over time, and if we continue to be engaged... We can continue this work long after the election. Um, you know, we can exercise our, our freedom of opinion by making sure that we stay educated and by making sure that others stay educated as well on current events and... Um, listening to science, going out and canvassing, you know, um, outreach programs, donating, volunteering your time. There's so many ways that um, our country can benefit from your decision to make it better. On behalf of everyone involved with the Clean Water Campaign for Michigan, we'd like to thank you for tuning into our podcast. We would like to extend deep gratitude to Antoine Stanley, Lee Sprague, Lisa Wozniak, Abdul Al-Sayed, Dr. Michelle S. Johnson, and Shani Womack, as well as everyone who sent in responses for this special episode for sharing their stories and perspectives with us. Thanks to Shorts Brewing Company, Friends with the Weather, the Benzie Community Water Council, and Hopcat for their generous sponsorship. 
This podcast would not have been possible without you. Thank you to Mike Savina and Seth Bernard for creating the music for our podcast. Thank you to Alex Smith, who read the opening and closing narration. To Chris Good for organizing social media, among other things. And to Lauren Johnson for creating the graphics that accompany the episodes. To John Hansen, DJ Viernes, and Steve Leaf for their help. And to Clean Water Campaign founder Seth Bernard for his vision, determination, countless hours of hard work, and fierce spirit. My name is Dan Rickabus. Thank you so much for listening. Stay active, stay informed, stay alert, and stay in love with this beautiful state we call home. Look out for each other, and never stop working for environmental, racial, social, and economic justice. We're counting on you, and we've got your back. We'll see you out there.